And time for another Reef Lords Pod Academy. This is our 22nd episode. Can you believe it? Time flies. I say it all the time, but it does. Um, today, though, uh, I'm joined as always by Dora Liu from Reef Lords. And we've got a fantastic topic to talk about today. Uh, to Airbnb or not? Now, when I first got this, I thought, Dora, what are you... Where are you going with this? So you're in property development, and then the penny dropped. Lots of people looking at doing an Airbnb these days. So, Dora, hello. Welcome. Nice to have you along with us. Thank you for having me, David. So let's, let's talk quickly uh, about Airbnb, because initially I didn't think it would fit into this, uh, the, the property market in, in, in that sense. And then I thought, hang on. Hang on, but if you're a property investor, is it possible to become exclusively an Airbnb or would you make more money from an Airbnb? Uh, so hopefully you're going to be able to tell me all about that and we can talk about it. So let's mm. let's kick off. I mean, Airbnb, are they pros to it as a property investor? Mm. So, yeah, definitely an interesting topic. And as Airbnb is more, you know, demanded by travelers, whether for business or for leisure, it is revolutionary, uh, you know, in, in, in the travel space. And many of our investors actually do um, ask us this question, whether they can run Airbnb, whether it is um, better to run Airbnb or the normal leasing. Okay, is Airbnb for every investor? for every property or, or, you know, do you certainly make more profit out of Airbnb? So um, I think this episode will, you know, help to give some guidance and then, you know, the answer is never right or wrong or black and white or yes or no, but we will give you some pros and cons so you can judge for yourself whether your property is best for Airbnb or for the normal letting. Okay, so, so let's look at then some of the, the pros about uh, making your, your property uh, an, into an Airbnb. Yeah, so there are many pros of Airbnb, of course, and then that's why many you know property investors actually opt to run Airbnb rather than normal long-term letting. So let's, um, let's have a look at some of the pros. Firstly, I would say Airbnb allows a wide variety of properties to be listed not only hotels, right? Mostly self-catering accommodations, such as your apartment, cottages that you build at the back of the house, your your entire houses and villas, um, even houseboats and farms. You know, you can list all these type of properties on Airbnb without creating many restrictions, let's say. And uh, listing your property is for free. So it's for free to advertise your property on this platform, which is a great thing. Now, for normal uh, rental listings, you're going to pay for listing on, let's say, Property24 and private property. But listing your property on Airbnb is for free. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. uh, um, Yeah. And in in the travel industry, you know, hotels are usually more expensive than Airbnb. Simply because of, you know, the hotel maintenance, the, the, the property management, uh, the facilities within the hotels, they all come at a price, 
Uh, but for Airbnb, because it's your private investment, it is your private property, it is actually usually cheaper uh, for guests to book Airbnb rather than hotels. Okay, so that is a, uh, that is a great pro for, for guests, actually, uh, or for your potential tenants, let's put it that way. Right? Um, and then another interesting thing that uh, not a lot of people know is that Airbnb actually provides a um, payment protection for both guests and hosts. So when guests actually book online, um, Airbnb secures payment on behalf of the, both the guests and hosts. Until the guests arrive at the Airbnb, um, then the fund is then released to the host. So that provides a certain protection to both the guests and hosts, as they say. And of, of course, I think Airbnb also earns, you know, um, interest, uh, interest on, on the, on the deposit that they, they withhold. But that's not a story that I'm going to tell. But for you to know, there is a, you know, degree of uh, payment protection for you. Okay, well, I mean, I would assume it's like anything. I mean, you know, Airbnb don't do everything for free, so there's probably a commission involved that goes to them, but that you need to, yeah. you know, investigate yourself, I guess. Um, yeah. So how does an Airbnb, if you now decide to run your property as an Airbnb, how, what is the income difference? Is it is it quite a lot? Can you make more money, less money? Usually, yes, if your Airbnb property is in the right location. Um, for example, if your property is fully booked in a month, you are very likely to make 50% or more income than normal leasing. This wow. is very attractive. Yeah, this is very, very attractive for investors, actually. And at the same time, guests, um, on Airbnb can also opt for long-term stay at a negotiable rate. Now, why guests like to do that is because all the furniture are provided, water and electricity are also included. So there are many other costs that, you know, as a host, you've already absorbed for on behalf of the guests. Um, and then usually, you know, when, when that is the case, you are still usually yielding better income than the normal rent. So that is the key factor why a lot of investors actually go for Airbnb. I mean, if, if I talk to you now, as, as I am doing, it seems to me that it's an absolute no-brainer. I must now turn hmm. whatever investment property I have, make it an Airbnb and sit back and watch the money roll in. <laughs> but it's yeah. not that simple, is it? Yeah, so it almost sounds too good to be true. And I mean, there are always, you know, doubting Thomas factors that you really need to consider. So in other words, we, we um, going to tell you some of the cons or disadvantages of running Airbnb. Okay, so okay. should we get cracking? Let's get <laughs> cracking and, and bring me back down to reality and, and help me get some perspective here. Okay. All right. So first, first thing first, and then first and uh, foremost is that you know when you're selecting investment property to start with, you're going to be very, very mindful of the location of the property. Now you're going to think for yourself: Are you conveniently located uh, for business travelers or leisure travelers? And obviously, you know, depending on who you're targeting at, 
business travelers and leisure travelers may have totally different needs, you know, from your property. Um, for example, for leisure travelers, they probably want a good view of the city or of the of the ocean or of the mountains, you know, so, so, so that fulfills leisure travelers need. But in case of business travelers, are you conveniently located in CBD uh, where they can commute easily to where they work or where they have meetings, et cetera, et cetera. You understand uh, where I'm coming from? Yeah, I mean, it, it, um, again, it, it boils down to the, the old saying about property, it's location, location, location. Mm, uh, absolutely. So, you know, for example, where I live is, is out in Pretoria East on a plot. The views are lovely, but uh, we're mm. certainly not close to anything. Mm, yeah, yeah. Again, you know, for leisure travelers, they might, uh, you know, weigh the view over the convenience of uh, location because they want to relax in a quiet area, stuff like that. And then another very important factor that you need to, you know, um, consider when you invest is obviously whether the property is situated in a very safe area, a safe neighborhood. You know, that, that is basically uh, for every traveler. You know, they want to live in a safe area, um, not to worry about their cars getting stolen or, you know, petty theft or even, you know, worst case scenarios. Um, yeah, so to start off with, you're going to do a lot more research and homework into, you know, uh, your investment property to start with. Um, and then secondly, for to, to run Airbnb, the initial investment is far greater because you need to fully furnish the property. You need to prepare all the cutleries, crockeries, the decor, the interior design, the bedding, the linen, the consumables such as um, the soap, you know, shampoo, conditioner, whatever, toilet paper, whatever you can think of. All right, so basically all the, all the um, consumables that you can expect from a hotel, you need to furnish in your property, basically. So, so that comes at, at a greater price you know, to, to, uh, uh, to kick off your, your Airbnb. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, obviously you can't expect your guests to bring their own furniture, although it would be nice. <laughs> Yeah, of course not, you know, and and nowadays, you know, the competition is so tough on Airbnb as well, because there are just too many choices, you know, for guests to choose from. And they will always pick the best furnished and convenient properties to stay in. So is your uh, property competitive enough, you know, in the area? Mm. Now, um, just yeah. as as I'm thinking here, I'm I'm thinking okay, but then um, in terms of location, in terms of safety, surely if you're living or if you bought a property that's that's in an, a, a secure uh, estate or you're in a complex or something, that should take care of that. Uh, can can I just in my complex, for example, if I had a, a, a property in my complex, could I just sign up and head off and go and do Airbnb? You see, you're going to be very careful of doing that. Uh, you, you, you've got to find out whether the body corporate or the homeowner association actually allows you to run Airbnb services within the complex and estate. So um, some estates actually do allow that, and some estates actually strongly pr uh, prohibit uh, that type of business activities within the complex. Uh, purely because of uh, security reasons, as well as the noise level control. 
you know, you, you, you have guests over and then they want to party. Are you going to allow them to party? Are the neighbors going to actually complain? Uh, stuff like that, you know. And on a security level, because the vetting process of Airbnb guests is not that comprehensive and thorough, um, hosts barely, you know, do the, do the checking of their credit scoring, the, the, their identities, although you can do that as a host, but that just adds a lot more admin and even costs, you know, for you to do that type of vetting. So most Airbnb hosts don't do that. And that obviously, you know, raised a question in whether it is uh, going to bring me another type of trouble, you know. And then one of my friends actually um, ran an Airbnb from his house. Um, he's got a villa, I think a seven room. So, so he had a guest of, well, a group of what, 14 guests um, at one night. And then um, two o'clock in the morning, the police actually called him and saying, listen, we've got a situation here, you're gonna come here immediately because they were making noise and then apparently some, someone got violent, uh, neighbors are complaining. So he had to actually get up, uh, get out of the bed at two o'clock in the morning and attend to that, you know, that type of thing. Um, the, 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 the ad hoc issues and all the ramifications that you're gonna think of, you know, that's gonna happen later uh, after mm. the event. You yeah, know, uh, sorry, Dora, but yeah. I, I can imagine then, I mean, with Airbnb, there's there's not all of those hectic background checks, and et cetera, et cetera. So if you can pay, you can stay as far as they're concerned. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. And then you don't know how your, your, your guests are going to behave. You might get very quiet and nice, peaceful, you know, tenants. But what if you get like the destructive bunch? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's obviously a risk that you're going to uh, look into. And uh, back to, you know, the, the, uh, the topic is that whether your estate allows it to start off with. Yeah, I think that's probably, if, you, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about something like that and you have properties in, a, in an estate or a complex, first step is to go and check with the body corporate, is this something they allow? Because if, if the answer is no, then that's it, that you can't do a, an Airbnb there. No, no, no. And then you're inviting yourself into another trouble, you know? Uh, now, I'm, I'm thinking as you're talking about this now that uh, it's going to require significantly more effort and energy input and hands-on input from me as the owner of that property because, you know, you've got to – Keep checking up on the on the maintenance and the repairs and checking on damage, et cetera, et cetera. Is is that a challenge? But couldn't I get out of that by employing somebody to do it for me? Oh yeah, absolutely. You can employ someone to manage the property on your behalf, and obviously you pay a fee to that person. That's all fine. Um, but you know the prize comes with that. There may be regular maintenance that still needs to come out of your own pocket. Um, if the um, the stuff is damaged, uh, yes, you get certain you know uh, protection cover from Airbnb itself, but you're still going to replace, let's say, broken artwork or broken ornaments in your in your Airbnb, right? So, so that still requires your your work and input, although you can hire a manager to host on your behalf. Mm. So, um, yeah, another thing that you're going to look at is that uh, 
Airbnb itself obviously charges the service fee on guest side as well as the host side. Okay, once the, the booking is confirmed. Um, although it comes out of the money that the guests pay, but you're still going to be mindful after adding that service fee, are you still competitive, you know, uh, um, uh, against the, the hotels or guest houses, et cetera, et cetera. And in theory, Airbnbs in South Africa um, is um, to be charged with 15% VAT. Okay, I, I don't know if Airbnb owners actually do pay that. I can't, you know, I can't vouch mm. on that. But VAT is actually chargeable on Airbnbs um, in SA. Yeah. Um, but then if, yeah, but then if you do uh, normal residential long-term leasing, that is exempted. Okay, but now, see, this is what I love about it. I see a topic like this and I get excited and I'm like, okay, that's the way to go for investors. And then as we get through it, I'm like, this is not something you can just jump into because as I'm talking to you now, um, I'm thinking there must be other risks involved uh, in, in just doing an Airbnb because people don't just travel all the time. If you look at us, uh, you know, the last two years in South Africa, uh, mm. And the rest of the world, you know, we've had the COVID and lockdowns. That that can happen again. Yeah, that's a huge risk as well um, to to look into, because firstly, even without lockdowns and all those restrictions, you're still looking at travel seasons, right? The peak season and the low season. During peak uh, during peak seasons, uh, very likely your Airbnb will be fully booked, and then you're looking at a very good profit for that uh, for that period. Um, but when the low season hits, you're still going to carry the cost of maintaining the property without anyone staying in there, without generating any um, income for you. Okay, so, so that's number one. And number two, obviously, you're spot on there that by saying COVID pandemic really took a toll on all the Airbnb businesses. You know, with the lockdowns for business travelers as well as leisure travelers, um, there are lots of restrictions and people think twice before they make a booking, you know, for travel. Um, so, so really, you, you're going to expect uh, a lot of fluctuations and uh, uncertainties if you're running Airbnb. Okay, you know, so... In the long-term leasing, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're, we're about to wrap it up, Doris. So, um, from your side, from Reflords, what what is some advice that you would give to people who... Maybe listening to Sine thinking, should I, shouldn't I? What is your, your main advice? Um, so there was a good advice from you already saying that location, location, location is really, really the key for Airbnb. And that is very, very true because you're going to see what travel needs can your property fulfill for your guests. You know, and secondly, you're going to ask yourself, are you committed to the many ad hocs and their maintenance in the last minute changes, et cetera, that type of admin, are you committed to it? And thirdly, um, does your complex allow this type of business activity to start to start off with, right? So if you can answer all these questions well with confidence, then I think Airbnb could be a very good business strategy for you, for your investment property. But if, you know, you can't really, oh, you're not sure, um, or you're not too confident in these uh, answers, then probably long-term uh, residential lease is still the way for you to go for your investment property. Yeah. Mm -mm. 
Yeah, no, it makes sense. I mean, it's and it's about doing your homework. So if, if anybody's got any questions or anything like that, how do they get hold of you guys? Okay, so if you've got any property-related questions, of course, uh, feel free to drop us an email on terry at that is spelled as T-E-R-R-Y at reflaws.co.za. And you can also check out our Facebook page as well as LinkedIn page, Reflaws Property Development, uh, and we'll get back to you. Wonderful stuff. It wraps it up for this uh, 22nd episode. Dora, thank you so much uh, for taking the time out, having a chat with us. It's a brilliant concept, and, and I'm so glad we got to talk about it. Again, let's just uh, reiterate, do your homework first. Dora, thank you so much, uh, and enjoy your day. We'll chat again very soon. Thank you. Thank you, David. This uh, Reef podcast was proudly brought to you by Reef Property Development Think home, think reef loads.